Hello, everybody, and welcome to Monmouth College Conversations. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing, and every week during the academic year, I sit down with members of the Monmouth College community to talk to them about their interests, what they do, and things they've done. In this 15th edition of Monmouth College Conversations for the 2023-2024 school year, the focus will be on the fine arts at Monmouth College, specifically the final show of the fall in the Lynn G. Everett Gallery and the final two concerts of the semester in Dahl Chapel and Auditorium. at Monmouth College in December when three Christmas events take place over a five-day span. It all kicks off on Saturday, December 2nd with the annual Christmas at Monmouth concert. That will be performed at 7.30 in the evening. The concert is free, but a $5 love offering is suggested, and patrons are also asked to bring a non-perishable food item that can be donated to the Jameson Community Center. Then at 7.30 in the evening on Tuesday, December 5th, at Jazz Christmas, and that's a Jazz Christmas with a question mark, will be performed in the Doll Chapel and Auditorium by the Mammoth Jazz Ensemble. That's free and open to the public, but patrons are asked once again to bring a non-perishable food item that can be donated to the Jameson Community Center. Then a Christmas worship service will be led by Mammoth's chaplain, the Reverend John Huxtable, at 7 in the evening on December 6th. That will also be held in Doll Chapel and Auditorium. All three events will be live-streamed on the Mammoth College YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash Monmouth College. Music professor Justin Swearinger, the college's director of instrumental activities, is one of the folks who's bringing together Christmas at Monmouth this year. Justin says that Christmas at Monmouth will feature all of the Monmouth College choral groups. Includes concert choir, uh, chorale, and chamber choir, which are all being led by Tom Clark while Tim Pale is on sabbatical. We will also have the uh, Monmouth College Wind Ensemble will be performing a couple of selections, as well as the Monmouth Civic Orchestra. We'll play a few things, and uh, all of the groups will come together to play kind of a concluding piece that will be very rousing. Um, and then I believe the program will finish with a singing of Silent Night as we all kind of go off in peace uh, back out into the real world. Talk about the, I guess, the challenges maybe of putting together a Christmas program, maybe in general, but also for this event as well, because you, as you mentioned, you have a lot of different groups and so a lot of different styles. And is there a theme other than Christmas that you try to work toward or is it just kind of let every group play their own thing? We try to let all of the individual directors sort of uh, choose what they would like to best represent. Um, we, we coordinate on like the, the ending a fair bit. Um, me personally, and in, in my side of it, I, I try to kind of get at what I know is not going to be immediately represented by the carols. You know, we want to present the standards that everybody's come to know and love. And of course, the orchestra is doing Sleigh Ride, um, because how could they not? But the Wind Ensemble is doing a, um, a piece by uh, Julie Giroux 
called Evening Snow at Kambara, and it's this beautiful wind band, like Japanese wind band-esque piece um, that I, I know everybody will love. And I know the uh, chorale is doing a Pinkham uh, cantata, which I know will be different, but very, very exciting. Um, so yeah, lots of great things happening. Give folks some idea of how early you start planning for Christmas for an event like this. Uh, is it uh, a week out, two weeks out? How, how, how long is it? So um, we start, we read, even though the Wind Ensemble still has another concert yet before we get to Christmas at Monmouth, we already read that music in rehearsal um, two, three weeks ago. And it's really, in October, we're kind of finalizing what we're thinking about for this. And then rehearsals get underway end of October, November-ish. Um, with something like this where you've got all of the equipment and logistical needs of these instrumental ensembles, multiple choirs, a need for piano on stage, organ, moving people around. I mean, the planning has to start pretty early. <laughs> I was going to say about the logistics of this, the thing that always amazes me about Christmas at Mammoth is how many changes there are. I mean, we're not just talking about moving a chair or something. I mean, you, you big, there's some big changes uh, in terms of how the stage is set up throughout the evening. Absolutely. Just in general, the uh, orchestra and the wind ensemble, as they are right now, don't really fit on the stage uh, for their own concerts. So let alone a single performance where we have to navigate both of those entities performing at the same time, while we also have like choristers walking around and getting to where they need to, um, and putting it together in a program that not only sounds good, but looks good for the audience, where they're not waiting for five to ten minutes for us to make all those changes. So it's something where all directors, all students have to come together and, and really make that happen. And it's, it's pretty incredible that we're able to do that. What a nice problem to have. You have ensembles that are too big for the space. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and I, I mean, the space is completely beautiful. We love performing in it. Uh, it sounds fantastic. And um, like, even though we don't fit on stage, uh, those who have been to Christmas at Monmouth before or even come this year will see that we, we still make it not only work, but I think uh, find ways to set ourselves up for a very successful program. It's also a wonderful statement about the music program at Monmouth as well, that you have that level of interest. Definitely, yeah. I Faculty engagement, both within and throughout, uh, outside of the music department, students, um, I just think we're in a, a really fantastic place, and I am extremely fortunate to work with so many wonderful colleagues and students. You talked about performing in Dahl Chapel and Auditorium. Uh, there's something special about that space, isn't there? Yeah. And uh, I mean, absolutely. And ev even now I'm thinking about um, some of the new lighting we've purchased and the Christmas decorations that we'll be soon putting up that will just be in the space for a couple weeks. We've got this uh, poinsettia uh fundraiser that's going on so we'll have a lot of like live real poinsettias i prefer to say poinsettia but i know that's a very divisive <laughs> pronunciation for some yeah, you know, when I went to my first Christmas at Mom, I think it was the fall of 2016, I told somebody after it, I said, if you were going to film a movie of Christmas in a small college, that would be your ideal setting. 
A thousand percent. Um, yeah, I think just what we're able to do, Doll is already such a beautiful space, and then the decorations go up. It just makes me think back to um, my my grandma and aunt for the longest time would put up like the Christmas villages and stuff. And so when I walk into the space, especially with all the decorations, it just takes me right back to that. It's free to attend Christmas at, Mo- at Monmouth, but you're suggesting that people make a couple donations when they come to it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so a production like this, as well as maintaining the energy of the entire music department throughout the in- our full academic year, um, is not easy. And so we, we ask that uh, a- at least a $5 suggested donation. We would appreciate more. And of course, you know, come to the concert regardless but um your your support is genuinely appreciated and goes to creating events like this um we're also partnering with the jameson center so those who are able to bring in um any kind of like non-perishable food items toys for uh children who would otherwise go without during the holiday season we would appreciate any of those kinds of donations at the event as well It's also a great illustration, I think, of the tight community there is between the city of Monmouth and the Monmouth College. We really have a great partnership. Definitely. I think, you know, our presence here is, um, I at least, I view the music department and our program as how are we serving the students? How are we serving each other throughout the department, the college, but also the community? I think all of this factors into what we do. And um, we just want to make us, all of us better. For it. Three days after Christmas at Monmouth, the Monmouth Jazz Ensemble will take the stage at Dahl Chapel and Auditorium to close out the fall 2023 concert season with a little swing. Music faculty member Steve Jackson will lead the gig, which poses a question, and will feature a special performer on guitar. Christmas, um, I'm titling uh, our performance, um, actually in consultation with, with our illustrious uh, Dwayne Bonifer here, uh, the uh, a, a jazz Christmas question mark, because uh, none of the songs are actually specifically meant for Christmas, but they could be interpreted as such. And I will probably make a point of, uh, of explaining that during the course of the concert. Um, in any case, uh, one, one reason we put it at the very end um, is I like I'm kind of a perfectionist and I like to make sure that we have as much time as possible with just one uh, 90 minute rehearsal a week um, to get to to accomplish as much as we possibly can as a group uh, this is uh, this one I think I, I you know I kind of feel like it's the culmination of my work for the semester and all the things that I do because there's uh, across many different places that I happen to work and teach and direct um, just because um, it's it's a style of, of music that I love to direct. I love to perform as well. Um, and, uh, and this is a good, great example where we have a real full program, probably about an hour's worth of, uh, of jazz. And uh, we have a full band uh, with, with all the parts covered. Uh, we've got, you know, every section, you know, this is, I think, first time in years where we've really felt like we've got a full-size jazz band uh, with not only uh, student participation, but, but some other members.
members of the community as well. Um, and and a really great sound uh, coming from the whole group. Um, also very, very glad to be including um, Logan Mayfield, uh, professor of computer science, who also just happens to be a virtuoso jazz and blues and rock guitarist. Um, so uh, I think when people come and when we get the chance to hear him perform the three songs he's going to perform with us, uh, you'll pretty much be blown away <laughs> at how good he is and how much fun it's going to be for us to have him on stage. Well, April, of course, is Jazz Appreciation Month. Some of us would argue that you should appreciate jazz 12 months out of the year. <laughs> so in, yes. in, a, in a way, uh, Jazz Christmas is, it's to me, a present to have jazz performed during uh, the month of December. You know, so, I mean, that's sort of how it's a jazz Christmas, don't you think? It's a, it's a gift to have jazz. Right. If, you could have, if uh, you could have Christmas in April, for instance, then why not have Jazz Appreciation April at Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> right. Like you said, 12 months. Um, in any case, uh, yes, absolutely. I, I totally agree. Um, and uh, uh, as far as some of the, the songs that we're performing, of course, like I said, they're not specifically jazz, you know, Christmas pr- uh, songs. But arguably, you could say that uh, A Child is Born uh, by Thad Jones kind of references the idea that's rep- presented at Christmas, you know, with the birth of the baby Jesus. Um, and also, for that matter, um, Footprints which is uh, a Wayne Shorter tune could be considered like maybe it's footprints of reindeer on the roof. <laughs> and I think I had one more. Oh, Shiny Stockings, of course. Uh, Frank Foster, uh, Sam Unesco tune, of course, uh, performed uh, uh, many times by the Count Basie Orchestra in whose orchestra uh, Frank Foster was part and, and Sam Unesco was a main arranger and, com- and composer in his own right. Um, but Shiny Stockings would also reference kind of a, a Christmas-esque sort of idea as well. Well, um, I don't know that the others could really be called that, but uh, the rest of the songs, but uh, they're all going to be a great bunch of tunes in any case. And I think people will definitely enjoy coming in to, to hear. Um, uh, by the way, these uh, these events, not only uh, our jazz program, but also the uh, Christmas at Monmouth are also live streamed the, on the Monmouth College YouTube channel. Is that correct? YouTube channel. So uh, so if, if for those who aren't able to come see these in person, you'd be able to watch them live or even uh, after the fact uh, recorded and I've had I've had students do that I've had other people do that as well um, if they can't make it live but I'd say I would encourage uh, though anyone who would like to watch the performance that if you can possibly be here for either of these or both I'd suggest both of course um, that you should be be here in person if you can because it's a much better experience much much more um, uh, I think much more fulfilling experience to be in here live while uh, while the performance is going on, and then you're really active and part of the performance. Well, you know, the fourth song that you all will be playing, the Ramsey Lewis classic, The In Crowd, you could argue that's a Christmas song, too, because you want to be part of Santa's In Crowd, right? Oh, of course, right. <laughs> you want to be in with the In Crowd and go where the In Crowd goes. That's right. <laughs> you mentioned Logan Mayfield's going to be playing guitar, and he's quite the virtuoso. If folks haven't heard him play before, he's outstanding. You also have a pretty good vocalist that's going to be featured at the concert as well. That would be uh, senior A.J. Furness. Um, she has been a, a true gift to the music department since she arrived here um, almost, you know, like three and a half years ago, I suppose. Um, phenomenal singer, phenomenal uh, percussion player. Um, she's going to be playing vibraphone for most of the songs as well. Um, she will actually play a little bit of clave, by the way, where, where she just goes click, 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 
click, click, you know, just uh, it's a, she finds it both boring and also kind of fulfilling, I think, to do something like that. At first, she thought it was boring. I think she's really getting into it. That's uh, on a tune called The Dance of Denial. But uh, yeah, she's going to be singing the in crowd. That's also going to feature Logan Mayfield on guitar. And then she's singing A Child is Born as well, um, the, the, pre, the aforementioned song. Um, so uh, yeah, she's been wonderful to have. Uh, just, just an incredible musician. And we're going to, you know, I'm glad there's at least one more semester where she's going to be with us because uh, once she's gone, you know, we'll miss her greatly. Really knows how to sell a song when she performs it. Yes, indeed, indeed. And not only the thing is what I found with her is she loves to sing in the style of jazz where it's it's just a different, more conversational uh, style than, than classical type singing like operatic singer or singing arias. Um, she can do that from what I've heard you know, of her uh, in other performances. I know she can do that style extremely well, but she's just got a great feel for jazz. She's She uh, really brings people in uh, when she's performing um, and uh, her her sound is phenomenal. That's Monmouth faculty member Steve Jackson. He'll lead the Monmouth College Jazz Ensemble at its December 5th concert at Dahl Chapel and Auditorium. You also heard from music professor Justin Swearinger who's the college's director of instrumental activities. He previewed Christmas at Monmouth which will be on Saturday December 2nd. You can read more about both concerts in the news and events section of the Monmouth College website. Just point your browser to monmouthcollege.edu slash news. Of course, you're listening to Monmouth College Conversations. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Office of Communications and Marketing. The final art show of the fall semester at Monmouth College, which is the college's annual juried student art exhibit, is currently on display through December 6th in the Len G. Everett Gallery which is located on the second floor of Hughes Library. You can also read more about that show in the news and events section of the Monmouth College website. A total of 36 Monmouth College students submitted a combined 76 pieces for the exhibit. They were considered by the show's juror, artist April Jackson of Galesburg. April Jackson selected 34 pieces from 20 artists to be exhibited, and all but one of the top honors were named at a November 17th reception. That final award will be named on December 6th when the exhibit closes. That's the Buchanan Center for the Arts People's Choice Award. Monmouth Art Professor Stacy Lotz says that the juried student art show features work by Monmouth students from all majors and backgrounds. I think the fun thing about this show every year is that it's not just our art majors that get into this show. Sometimes they don't get into this show, and we have students who have absolutely no idea or can't imagine that their piece would be chosen for this exhibition. And we have a lot of those kinds of pieces this time in this show. So, you know, we have a piece by a computer science major. Um, We've got pieces by... uh, physical education majors. Uh, we've got teacher education folks in this exhibition. You know, it's it's really all over the place. And, and that's what's exciting is that it's, even though it's juried, it's still inclusive. And I think that's the exciting part of it. And then you just kind of get to see all the different things together. Mama's student Joshua Hinkle's mixed media piece, which is titled America's Veteran, received two honors in the college's annual juried student art exhibition. It was named Best in Mixed Media as well as Best in Show, which is the top honor. 
a powerful piece by Joshua, who's an art and philosophy senior from Alexis, Illinois, features a sculpture of what appears to be an emaciated soldier or veteran sitting slumped over on the ground while holding an open ammunition box that's stuffed with pills, a medicine bottle, and a single ammunition cartridge. The work is accompanied by original text by Joshua, which is displayed on a nearby wall. The text decries how military veterans have been treated by much of society. Joshua says he hopes his peace will change how society treats its military veterans. Let's start off by talking about the inspiration for this piece. Um, the inspiration for my piece is that I served in the military for 13 years, and I have personally lost 16 of my brothers and sisters to suicide. Um, um, the boots that are in that sculpture were actually worn by my brother when he committed suicide. Um, so I took them and encapsulated them forever so that we can remember him. What do you hope this piece does for someone who didn't serve in the military or maybe hasn't had any loved ones serve in the military? Um, I want them to realize that this is the state of the veteran community within America. We fought a 20-year war on the basis of lies, and then we came home and we are committing suicide at a rate that's never been seen before. So we have to, we have to bring down that suicide rate. You spent a couple of years working on this piece, as I understand? Yes, I originally made it um, while I was still at Carl Sandburg College, and then I let it deteriorate for a year and a half. And then I had kind of an idea of where I wanted to finish it, but I didn't know how it would deteriorate. So it took me a good two or three weeks once it was done deteriorating to figure out how to get it presentable. It also has words that go with it. Where did you get those? Um, those, those are, I'm also a philosophy major, and I'm trying to find a way to converge my philosophy and art majors as I progress to art, uh, grad school. And so those are just words that have been bouncing around in my head about uh, what's happening right in front of everybody, um, the invisible wounds. Um, you see a person walking down the road, you have no idea that what they're going through because they don't have physical disabilities. Um, you're a philosophy and art major. Talk about what your next step is in your career. I am planning on uh, going to a graduate program. We are still in the works of applying, but I want to get a... Uh, the eventual goal is to gain a PhD in philosophy and try to find a way to come at the suicide problem from a f philosophical way because some wounds science can't heal. You can't heal the soul with science and the soul of Americans, America's veterans is dying or already dead and we have to come at everything from a different way. We, um, the veterans community is a, com is a, a community whereas um, the rest of America kind of operates individualistic um, so when treating American veterans you can't just treat the individual you have to treat um, you have to treat us as a community and while you might heal one of us we are surrounded by people that aren't healed and we are a tight-knit community so we have to heal the community that's mama's senior joshua hinkle he has the top award-winning piece in the college's annual juried student art exhibition you can see it through december 6 and you can read more about it at monmouthcollege.edu news 
And that's a wrap on this 15th episode of Monmouth College Conversations for the 2023-2024 school year. Tell us what you think about this podcast or add to the conversation. You do that by firing off an email to us at news at monmouthcollege.edu. Be sure to put conversation in the subject line. Until our next conversation, this is Dwayne Bonner from the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Thanks so much for listening. So long, everybody, and have a nice day. Thank you.